0: Hello, and welcome to the Art of Spiritual Sleep. My name is Wendy Rosenthal, and I am your co-host alongside Kabbalistic Sleep and Dream expert, Mordecai Ballas. Hi, Mordecai. How are you today? Hello,
1: Wendy. I'm great. Thank you. How are you this day, this wonderful, beautiful day?
0: Fantastic. It is a beautiful day, isn't it?
1: Great. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for joining us with excitement and happiness. Happiness.
0: (laughs) All right, everybody, you know, each week we come to you with deep insights and and wisdom and information um, regarding how to elevate your sleep and dreams um, based on all of the ancient wisdom of Kabbalah. And we are really on, um, we have a big objective, a big goal, and that is to ensure that All 7 billion plus people in this world have the opportunity to understand and know how powerful our sleep and dreams actually are. And that's why we're here with you every week. We're very excited because we're in the midst of a season where we're talking about the cosmic customer care that we get from Um, the Righteous Souls, which we talked about in our first part of this season. And now we are on to how to connect with all of the angels that are in our Cosmic Customer Care Department to help our sleep and dreams. And we're in the midst of talking about how to um, align ourselves, the prerequisites that you need to have in order to better connect and learn how to work with the angels. And this week, we're talking about asking questions and asking for help. So there'll be lots of questions around this one, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) At least I'll be asking lots of questions.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) But before we get started, I want to remind everybody that you definitely want to stay tuned for the end of the episode where Mordecai has two great features. The first is the language of dreams, where Mordecai shares a sleep symbol of the week so that you have the opportunity to um, interpret your own dreams and maybe those of Those of you, those of the, those of the people around you, every now and then the tongue gets tied. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Also, the second feature is something to sleep on, where Mordecai shares tips and insights and more meditations or exercises that you can do each day to better your sleep and therefore better your dreams and make sure that your awakened day is working at the highest highest levels. All right, so we've had, Mordecai, great conversation about how to engage with the angels. And you were sharing there's many prerequisites mm-hmm. to have sure the all, yeah. ability you know, to really connect with them and to, to use the angels, in a way, to your advantage, right? So why is asking questions and asking for help one of those prerequisites?
1: Well, that's a very good question <laughs> <laughs> to begin with. Um, <clears throat> but uh, let's just keep in mind, before we give the answer is really the understanding that we want to connect more with the angels because they are a, a, a great platform, one of the two, besides the righteous, the chariots, That are the great platform to connect with the force of creation. So we, we just got to keep it in mind and remind ourselves that it's not about connecting with the angels. It's connecting with the angels for the sake of growing our connection to the force of creation and being ambassadors of this beautiful light on this uh, beautiful, plain, physical reality. So having said that, now that we set the record straight, uh, this is indeed one of the prerequisites because um, the angels, and it's, it's kind of funny because the angels on one hand we already said, they are um, robotic. They're robotic in their consciousness. Meaning like an angel that gets an instruction on what to do, whether it's from us or from the force of creation, is not going to say, yeah, but what about uh, this? Or what about that? There's no questioning. This is remain to the humans. That's on one hand. On the other hand, um, you want to look at it as like... uh, Sampling a satellite, right? Sometimes with the phone, people are struggling with getting the signal in one place or another. And um, if your phone is continuously receiving the signal, or even if, let's say you're using, I think even a better example, like, uh, when you use a navigation app and uh, it's not sampling enough, right. or let's look at the positive, it's right? If like it's sampling it. enough and more frequent, uh, by the time you need to get the turn, you'll get the, the, the right turn on the right time. Not like uh, five seconds later when it's too late. So the more you are, uh, the more you are creating this dialogue uh, with the universe, with the force of creation, it's pure statistics. You're going to get more answers the more questions you ask.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say, because we've talked in the past about having conversation with the creative force of the universe, and we've talked about different tools about how to connect. Right. Can you share why specifically asking questions, is it, is it a more efficient way of doing it? Is there something that when you ask a question, you're more open to, to so, getting so, the so, answers? Yeah,
1: so, so, so the way it works is that uh, we already said, um, or maybe we didn't. That, that really, uh, it, it, it's, it, it works in such a beautiful way. I remember my, my teacher, Havberg, shared once that people think that all day they are positive, they are in the playing field of the force of creation, and only when they are reactive, angry, upset, frustrated, that's when they fall to the playing field of the, of the opponent, of the force that opposes to us. And and Rav Berg says, I have news for you. It's all day that we are in the playing field of the opponent, and only when we get to uh, that place, there are certain specific things that we can do, such as, let's say, connecting to the Zohar or sharing outside of our nature. That's when we get like a a moment to take a, a breath out of the playing field. So in a similar way, people think, that uh, they only create angels with the actions and with the words, where the reality is you continuously create angels all the time. So if you're already creating the angels, right, and you already want to receive more guidance, think about it this way, that when you ask a question, you create an angel that is designed to give you that that's why it's created. Is designed it is designed to give you the answer. So right. the more questions you ask, even about the same thing, the more angels you create to team up to give you the answer.
0: So you have so you've got a lot more people working on your team, a lot more people, a lot more angels working <laughs> on your team yeah. in that respect. But also it sounds like um, you know if I'm just if I if I create angels with my words and my words are very, you know, like I don't know, what's, you know, not inquisitive, let's say, they're just basic words, then you get an angel that doesn't maybe have the urgency to go do something, right? Right. Whereas if you have to, if you're creating a... Right, you got to keep, on, you know,
1: ask with a desire. Yeah, it reminds me of this uh, joke, which some of you might not find funny, but I'll say it anyway, <laughs> for the sake of breaking my ego. And you might know it already, so I just uh, pre-framed it in the right way. Uh, about the, this kid that walks with his father in the street out of the quarantine, and um, he's asking his father, Daddy, why, why is the sun shining every day? What makes the sun shine every day? And his father thinks, from, he says, you know, my son, I don't really know. And they keep on walking, and uh, the child is asking his father again, uh, Daddy, why people cross the street in a specific way? Why they don't do it uh, in another way? His father thinks for a moment, he says, you know, my son, I don't really know. And um, it keeps on going on. The kid is asking, the father is saying, I don't know. So eventually after like 10, 15 minutes of questions, the kid is asking his father and daddy, does it bother you that I ask you all those questions? And his father says, of course not, my son. If you don't ask, how would you know, you know? And it's a, it's for us, you know, when we create the platform, if we don't ask, how would we know? But in this case, it's actually the opposite, that the more we ask, the more we get to know.
0: Well, you know, it seems to me that just in general, when you... when People ask questions. When you ask a question of somebody, it, it almost engages you're like more engaged, right? You're right, like, it starts a dialogue. It,
1: like, it's more active, it's more, more active. active, yeah. It's less passive. Uh, you know, I wonder what is this about. When you ask, you initiate, you initiate the connection with the force of creation. You initiate, you proactively create the angels. Angels are going to be created anyway. But right. do you want the angel to be active and uh, and proactive and and excited to support you? Or you want an angel that, you know, I'll just create it because, uh, you know, this individual did nothing, but uh, he was just sitting on the couch. So you get uh, to create an angel that is like sitting on the couch and doing nothing. <laughs> but it's still happening. So if you're already doing it, uh, do your best.
0: Yeah, make it, it also- make it.
1: It's also, we, we, we operate in this way, right? Like, you know, if I just uh, feed the individual with information or I ask the individual a question, th- when you ask the question, it makes the person think.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? If I just give the individual the information, it's like, where is the effort that the person is doing on their side? And therefore, they'll find the information that they do receive more valuable, even though, um, I guess this is also taught by teachers and educators, that the more you ask questions, the more your audience uh, or the people that are learning will be uh, active and actually will be able to internalize a lot of the things that they... uh, Right. I think also all the search engines that uh, are on the web, on, on the internet, They are there to show us that, uh, I mean, the creation of them was for the sake of getting answers for questions. But where did it come from to begin with? The answer is it already existed in the metaphysical reality in the form of angels. The system already exists. So the search engines we're familiar with, they are only a physical manifestation on a system that existed for thousands of years. From the day of creation.
0: So Mordecai, maybe this is something that we keep to the end. Cause I know we were going to talk about the difference between asking a question and asking for help, but I did want to ask this question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I, hopefully I make you think a little bit uh, when I do ask, but what, so you, you asked the question and now you've created an angel that has urgency and focus to get you the answer. How, How is the answer delivered and how do we know that we're getting the answer? Is it just through, is this where the answer comes through a dream or is this, you know, the answer can come in many different ways?
1: Right, so first of all, it's a matter of practice. Everyone has their own uh, dialogue. Their soul has their own dialogue with the force of creation. In fact, every individual has a combination of uh, a language that in this language, whether it's in your dreams, in your sleep, or whether it's auditory, like you hear it or uh, you hear this voice or a visual thing that you get a picture or a kinesthetic, you get like a body sensation. And some of us have one or the other more dominant. Uh, Some of us have uh, a combination of those. But at the end of the day, everyone has it. Every human being has it. For some of us, it might be more uh, rusty. Some of us, uh, they're already practicing it. But what happens when you start to ask the questions, you start to get in shape.
0: Mm.
1: You start to create movement. So you start to get in shape. How the answer will come to you, um, it's possible in your dreams, in your sleep, obviously. And it's possible even in your awake time through all the methods that I mentioned before. Uh, How will you know? When you start to ask the questions, they will come to you. And how do you know it's the right thing? Well, that's a a very big question. Uh, But I can say that uh, there's several ingredients to it, such as uh, walking on the ego, that, you know, like really being able to lower the ego, lower the voice of the opponent so you can hear the voice uh, of your soul. Uh, It's everything we learned before, we experienced before, like simplicity has to be like a simple message and more than one confirmation. So it's like at least two confirmations that it's in the right direction, knowing that uh, it's never 100%, but even if until now it was 5% and now it's, 10%, 10%, it's already doubling right. the, the, the data, the confirmations that you're getting. So you will feel more guided. And it's a journey. It's a journey. It's not like overnight, you're already a huge channel for messages and, and psychic abilities. For everyone, has, they have their own journey, their own effort, and also their own communication. And everyone is special and unique in that way. No one receives the exact same communication that the other person receives. Otherwise, the game of life would be very boring.
0: This is true. And you always get an answer?
1: So my teacher, Rav said, you know, life is not always about getting the answer to your questions. It's also, it's mainly about transforming, becoming a better version of yourself. So I remember many times, my teacher Rav Berg, would start a lecture asking several questions almost every time and by the end of the lecture Rav Berg did not answer all of them why because imagine you would get the answers to everything you ask at a certain point the game would be boring the game would feel like okay i already know all the answers so what's the point of playing if you figure out the trick of the magician, do you find any use anymore to the actual, uh, the actual show? If you find out the system on how to win 100% of the time, it's not going to be the same. So the answer is you will not get a, an answer to all your questions. And that's always like leaving a room for a, a little bit more. Like if you go on, someone goes on a date. And the person is telling on the first date everything they need to know about them. Everything. How they eat their spaghetti, how they brush their teeth, yeah. when they don't brush their teeth, how they like the shower, how they like their meals, how they like to sleep. You know, a uh, person says, okay, you know, thank you. I know everything I need to know. Now I can make a decision.
0: But if the angel is being created from your question and, it d- and you don't, does it mean that the angel still delivers the answer? You just may not, get it or does it mean that the like the angel also has a time frame in which the answer can be delivered
1: beautiful question do you know Wendy that by the way right now with the question that you asked you already created an angel and now there's (laughs) angels that walk on giving you the answer right how's it going no no (laughs) it's really beautiful it's really beautiful (laughs) like how this system works so the answer is energy is never lost you will always get the answer. Not exactly how and when you want it to be, but energy is never lost. The, the angel will not be created in like nothing. You might, you know, you might get the answer in 10 years from now. I remember once uh, on a phone call with my teacher, with Rav and Rav Berg said, you know, what I'm about to tell you, you will only understand in 10 years from now. And I'm, I'm here saying 10 years on the day, On the day, I understood what my teacher told me back then, which I didn't didn't have the capacity to understand that statement. But only 10 years later, on the day, I got the answer. So will you get the answer? Yes and no. Not necessarily when and how you wanted it to be. And sometimes the soul receives the answer, but the conscious mind is not aware that you already got the answer. That's what happens to us later on. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I knew that, but
0: I now. Yeah.
1: now I see it. How come I didn't see it before? Like yeah. you knew it deep inside, but you didn't look at the wall.
0: Yep. Well, I think everyone that's is
1: smart after the after action, the right? Looking back. Yeah.
0: Well, but I also think it's really interesting um, that you're saying it that way, because I'm sure all of us have had. I know I have had this experience where it's not like even in hindsight, it's this all of a sudden, like something that maybe was in your mind two years before, and you just groan, right? Like it's like veils become, you know, taken away, and it isn't even necessarily because you've had an experience. Just just like okay, I'm, right. I'm under- like I'm ready to receive the information. So and what,
1: it's,
0: it's like and
1: what it does, there. what it does to the soul. If you're doing it throughout the day, you're asking many many questions. What it does to the soul. It trains or reminds the soul when you go to sleep to already activate its internal uh, search engine to look for the answers that you need while you're asleep. So the reason we're talking about angels is because when you are busy with creating angels through questions throughout the day, when you go to sleep, first of all, all those angels will go with you, with the soul, to the upper walls to get some answers. But also, your soul will keep on creating angels while you're asleep because it will continue, it will come to the reservoir of dreams, reservoir of answers, which is known also, the metaphysical world is called the realm of answers. The physical reality is called the realm of questions. Even when we're asleep, if we train ourselves throughout the day, when we're asleep, the soul will go with the angels that we created with our questions, and we also ask and create more angels to receive more answers uh, through the questions that it asks when we're asleep. So
0: it sounds really exciting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love this stuff. All right. So now there is a difference. We were talking about this being, you know, not just asking questions, but also specifically asking for help. And how is that different? I mean, if you're asking a question, aren't you asking for help in understanding something? Or is there, is there a fine line difference?
1: Well, it depends from where, from where you're coming when you're asking the question. Is it an intellectual stimulation? Mm. Is it, uh, you know, I'm asking just to look good? I'm asking uh, because uh, Mordecai recommended, so I'm asking, but I'm not really, what's my intention when I'm asking? If I'm coming from the place, you know what? The force of creation, I really don't know. I really don't know. And even whatever you're going to show me, I know that uh, whatever I'm going to see as a result of this question, it's not like, oh my God, now I got it. I got another piece of the puzzle. So I really don't know. So let me ask this question because I really don't know and I want to know. What's the right consciousness or what's the resolution for this? Or how can I grow from this? Or whatever is the question. But the seed, the intention, is I don't know. And this is the sort of like the paradox. When you say continuously, I don't know, and then you ask the question, then the answer will be given to you because you're coming from a place of humility. You know that you don't know. I remember my teacher, i said once, you know, there are certain things you might be certain about, certain things, maybe not, but there's one thing you can be, you know it for sure that we don't know. (laughs) You don't know. And this is really the, if you start from that place, if you start from the place that you really think you know, you can ask as many questions as you want. It's not going to be as effective.
0: But how is it different? Okay, so I'm still confused. Um, If I'm just asking... The the saying,
1: by the way, the saying that I don't know is a way to say I need help.
0: Okay. That's what I'm trying to understand because the difference like in answering or asking a question for help. So I need help. um, Let's say uh, I'm looking for a job and I can't find a job and you're asking, you're asking from a place of, I need help finding a job versus what's the best job for me. Is there a difference in how you ask that question and does it have a different result well, you angle.
1: can ask it also in different ways, different okay. angles. Different angles create different angels, angels. <laughs> right? Angles and angels. And uh, I remember many, many times, countless times with my teacher, Karen Berg, continuously asking questions. And sometimes even like, uh, you know, like things that really like, for example, Karen can ask you, uh, what do you think? Should we paint this wall? Yeah, in yellow or I don't know. I'm not a designer, but the the que- the question that Karen is asking is not necessarily for the individual. It's Karen is asking me to open up another channel, or to create another angel that will give Karen the answer.
0: Right. I can honestly say I had many experiences with with Karen. I would walk into a. You know, one of the offices, and Kara would be hi Wendy, and then it'd be like this random question,
1: <laughs> like yeah, like no, there's like... no connection to almost. Yeah, exactly. It seems like there's no connection to anything, but then, uh, and sometimes it will be even statements. You know, I think that this person is about to do this, and you don't know what to say, but it's every every statement, every question is creating another angel. But the the starting point is uh, the asking for help. By the way, spiritual success is supported by the idea that as you go in the journey, in the spiritual journey, you know who to ask for what. Hmm. So, for example, I say in so many ways, I have right now approximately 30,000 emails that I have not read.
0: <laughs> and probably
1: uh, I will not don't be able say that, to read Don't that, Mordecai,
0: because we give people email addresses at the end of the show.
1: No, that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, those it, that I are promise. sending us the emails, uh, we are reading them. We are reading them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, really, it's, um, um, okay, so what do I do? So I, one of my, uh, one of the things I learned from my teachers is uh, the most important feature in the in the email program it's called forward
0: <laughs> you
1: have to know who to forward that email
0: exactly so
1: so many times i can't even tell you i think like 91% of the emails that i'm sending that i'm getting i just do forward to the right person i roll the dice i keep it forward because This is the gift. Now, when you start to ask more questions, you'll be more aware which angels are designated for what. Which angel can, just like you're aware to one degree or another, as you grow, who's the right person to ask about what? Hmm. Like uh, people know, let's say that they can ask me about dreams or they can ask one of my colleagues about meditation. Uh, Can I do a meditation with you? Yeah, I can. But my colleague, this is a special thing. Or everyone has their gifts. So when you become more aware, also when you start to ask questions, and that creates more angels, the angel that you create will be designated, will be forwarded to walk with the archangels, with the superior angels, superior angels that know exactly where to take you and, and... and, and which answer to give. It's like, uh, right now, I need to get this answer about whatever it is, taxes, vaccines. Where do, you, where, do you, where do you even start? If you know who to go to, right? that's already the beginning. You know who to ask for what? It's already the beginning. So when you start to ask more and more questions, and I remember even with my teacher, with Rav Berg, I remember we had like a gathering. This is years ago. And at the end of the gathering, we all came to say farewell for my teacher. And I remember holding the uh, Ravsberg hands. And of course, the Kabbalists can read your mind completely. And I was in a point that I really didn't have any clarity about my journey. I didn't know. I was about to lose hope almost about, I don't know if I can overcome my negativity, the things that I became more aware of, and uh, of course, my teacher asked me, "How are you?" And I said, "I really want to see the big picture." So my teacher said, "For this, you have, uh, you have me, and you have Karen. Always, we are here for you to give you the answers and the guidance." And I said, in a stubborn way, "Yes, yes, but I, I want to find my way. Like I want to find." I want to get the answer, how, how does my teacher uh, do it? So I can also do it. I can be empowered to do it as well. So my teacher, Rav said there are four stages. Stage one is you stop, you pause with all the race of life, even if it's for a moment. Stage two, you ask questions, as we experience today. My teacher said, I ask questions. I learned it from my teacher, Rav Brandwein. I ask questions so much until they pop out of my ears about every single thing. And then stage three is to really be open to the answer, because sometimes we ask the question, but we want the answer to be in a certain uh, direction. And number four is to demand, not just to hope or to wish, really to demand uh, the answer. And this is how it's important for us to ask those questions, to create those angels. To pause, to ask the question or questions. The more you ask, the better about the same thing. And then to be open to receive whatever you show me. What am I supposed to get from it? And uh, after you ask different questions, and then number four is, I'm ready. I demand to receive the answer. What's going on? Then the angel gets a little bit uh, spicy, and he goes faster <laughs> to get you the answer.
0: Okay. Mordecai, one last question before we, yes. we finish up. Yes, Why is it so hard for us to ask questions?
1: I think because we' uh, you know we might not want to associate ourselves with the idea of the pride that uh, you know too proud to ask, that's that can be um one thing. And uh, from this, it has different ways of manifestation. Like I remember uh, <laughs> the place I grew up in, it's it's a city in Israel called Petach Tikva. There's something about the people in the city. Never ask them uh, uh, something, let's say, for directions, let's say. I mean, back then, today you have a navigation app, but um, at least one, but... Uh, You know, never ask them because they cannot say, I don't know. And I remember even once myself, someone asked me, I was walking in the street, someone asked me, how do I get to this place? And I had no idea even where is this place. Uh, This is, uh, of course, way before I came on the spiritual path. And (laughs) then she said, oh, it's easy. You just go straight, second right, and then you take another left. I don't even know who do I send, where do I send them to? So... I think you know it's uh, it's part of our effort to break this part inside that doesn't want to ask the question because maybe if I ask the question, it will show that I'm dumb, yeah.
0: that
1: that I, I that I don't understand, that, that I, understand. I didn't really get it, that I didn't really listen. So why are you asking this question? So uh, we say yes, yes, and then like uh, what? Or maybe we even perceive. Asking questions as weakness or as annoying. And it might be even from our childhood that we ask one of the adults and they, they were in a moment of no patience to us. So it registered in our subconscious like, eh, it's not good to ask questions. Asking questions is dumb, it's silly, it's weakness, it's, uh, it shows you don't know anything. Right. It's actually the opposite. It's strength, it's humility. It's direction, it's true leadership. It's so many. A leader is a great leader, is not a leader that decides by himself. It's a leader that is asking for the different opinions and know how to seep through and to get the right message.
0: I I really love ending on this note because I definitely struggle with the ability to ask questions and certainly to ask for help. And I think (laughs) the fact that you just reframed what asking a question is and how it it shows it doesn't show weakness, but it shows strength and even asking for help um, does the same thing. I, I think it's important that we all reframe what asking right. questions is about and saying the words, you know, I don't know versus I know, yeah. which I think is a very hard thing for us to do. So I, I, and really I think it's for
1: everyone, answer. for everyone. It's something that our soul knows how to do. But we—it's important that we retrain ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, speaking of all of these things, that's leading perfectly into our last two features this afternoon, yes. or this evening, or whenever you're listening to us, and that is—or this morning—that is—we <laughs> um, <laughs> are so international. We don't know what time yes. it is. Um,
1: it's beautiful, you know. That people listening literally from all over the world, we get the beautiful reports from the different uh, platforms is just amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: There's there's even certain places that honestly, I didn't even know they exist.
0: Existed, yeah. (laughs) Like I didn't
1: know where where they are on the globe, like places that I can't even repeat the names because I don't remember.
0: (laughs) So we're very grateful for wherever you are and whatever time it is. But what we want to do right now is speak the language of dreams with a sleep symbol of the week.
1: Right, so in the symbol of this week, we're talking about uh, receiving a letter or seeing a letter in your dream. Not the letter, letter, but an actual envelope or <laughs> written written words.
0: What is that? <laughs> I think we've all <laughs> lost touch with that, what exactly that is anymore.
1: Yeah, what is that? Right, exactly. Like, tell me about receiving an email or exactly. receiving a text message. <laughs> well, by the way, it's similar uh, I mean, but when the Kabbalists created this, they didn't have those kind of things. So a, le- a letter represents, when you receive a letter where, with a pigeon and all of, all of that <laughs> entails, it's actually connected to receiving a communication. And um, the word in Hebrew for letter is mikhtav, which is almost like a form of a verb, not like a noun, because of the first letter, it shows that it's coming from the written word. And the Kabbalists say that when you see a letter in your dream, it's an indication that there's going to be a change. A change coming to your life. And the change is in one of two aspects. One is in uh, social connections, social ability, and one is uh, with relationships. It can be romantic, it can be... Uh, a parent and a child. Um, so um, And according to what happened with the letter, because the letter is a form of communication. Uh, it's what two people send to each other, right? One person sends to the other. So this, uh, if you open up the letter, it means that you are uh, open to receive uh, the change. If you cannot open the letter, there's something about you that might resist the change. Uh, if you read the letter and the letters are very clear, so the, the change is very obvious to you. And it's uh, organic and it's natural for you to do this. If it's hard for you to read it, then you are more resisting. Uh, so it's all related to this and uh, if, if someone is single and looking for the right relationship to come to their lives, obviously when you get to see a letter, this is a great stuff. You're about to enter a relationship. And for those of us that are already in a relationship um, or even the, a certain individual gives you the letter, it shows you that you're taking it to the next level. You're taking the relationship. There's going to be a change that is coming. Um, and, and it's usually a positive change.
0: That's what I was going to ask. Is the change usually positive or is it? should we be worried?
1: It's usually positive. Every change is positive, even though we might not perceive it as positive. (laughs) Uh, For that, I will uh, recommend to read a book that many of us have read. It's called Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. That's a great one. Very Kabbalistic on embracing the change and moving forward. And sometimes the change is not physical. Sometimes you have a dream like this to awaken an internal change that will either prevent the physical change that will force you to change or uh, simply to upgrade yourself to really go to the next level.
0: Okay, great. And now something to sleep on.
1: So something to sleep on, uh, this is uh, something that we received from one of the greatest Kabbalahs that we uh, we are mentioning him actually in the auto um, Spiritual Sleep program. The kit, the the program, the videos, and um, it's from Ravely Melech of Lizhensk. It's one of the strongest tips that he gives on the spiritual path. Teach your tongue to say, I don't know. (laughs) And uh, for this,
0: because we said, knowing that I
1: don't know, it's the beginning of asking for help and it's the beginning of saying, asking questions. So uh, it sets the intention, it's the root. So we offer two ways to do that, uh, to teach your, to apply, teach your tongue to say, I don't know. One is, um, before you go to sleep, say, I don't know how to improve my sleep. I don't know how to improve uh, my uh, dreams, my sleep. Can you show me while I'm dreaming today, while I'm going to sleep today, Can you please show me how can I improve my sleep? How can I improve my dreams? And you can ask different variations. How can I get messages? How can I have clear dreams? How can I have um, more sound, deep sleep? The more questions you ask regarding that matter, with a beginning that I don't know, that's one way to do it. And the second way is to um, say, again, I don't know, and go and... uh, just ask a random person that question it can even be someone that you know but they have no idea what you're talking about like sometimes we would joke like say we're going to someone and say yes or no yes right. or no and what they say is the answer but first you have to say i don't know and i'm appointing this individual even if it's a stranger in the street and that's how the center actually started Karen, the Kabbalah Center started that, this way, that Karen said to the, to Berg, I think we should open it for everyone, everyone should study. And and Berg said, uh, uh, this is crazy, how would you know it's the right thing? He said, let's just ask this random person. So they just spoke to this, they found this guy and asked him, what do you have to say for yourself? They didn't say what, uh, what do you have to say for yourself? And he quoted the verse from Psalms of King David, and that was the answer that Rav and Kira need to open up the the gates for everyone to study the wisdom of Kabbalah. So if they didn't ask the question, none of us would be even here speaking about this wisdom, uh, the wisdom of Kabbalah and dreams. We would just be who knows where.
0: Okay, so when you're at when you're saying um. To ask a stranger, it doesn't necessarily mean to ask about how they can, how you can better your sleep or dreams. It it could be any question.
1: Any question, yeah. Okay. But uh, that would be a nice question to ask.
0: Yes. Say yes. I
1: don't know. Say to yourself, I don't know. I'm appointing this individual. What do you have to say for yourself? Or what? How can you? Uh, how do you think I can improve my uh, my sleep, what my dreams? Thought of the
0: day. Yeah. I love it. Oh my god, it come, almost gets me like nervous thinking about doing it, which probably means we should. And also it's
1: also a bit it. of <laughs> ego crushing because you know I don't, oh, I don't really want to ask. I don't want to approach this person. Maybe I will approach someone that uh, knows me and they,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, they can really give me an answer. But that's already uh, potentially distorted. So, you know, because you, you never know. The person already know you. It's not fully objective.
0: All right, it might be you, also
1: their interpretation.
0: <laughs> all right, all you brave souls out there who are going to go ask perfect strangers what yes. they think about something, we really want to hear how it goes for you. So please make sure you send yes, us email share with also, us, please. Like as share your experience because uh, it's it may be hard, but I guarantee it will be it will it will be rewarding. So. Yes. All right. Thank you, Mordecai. And thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find all of the information about the art of spiritual sleep, the language of dreams and something to sleep on on our social media platforms, which are Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the art of spiritual sleep. And you can hear us or subscribe to us on all your favorite uh, podcast platform. So please do so. And remember, it is our real goal to help every single person in this world have better sleep and better dreams. So please share this with anybody you can think of so that they can elevate their dreams and sleep. And in doing so, it actually elevates your sleep and dreams. And finally, if you are interested in a dream interpretation with Mordechai, please email him. And yes, somebody will answer and read it. I promise (laughs) you (laughs) email him at dreams at Kabbalah.com. And if you're interested in one-on-one sessions regarding how to better your sleep and dreams, you can email Mordechai at the art of uh, sorry, art of spiritual sleep at Kabbalah.com. Absolutely. If you have any questions and we hope you have lots of questions, please remember to send them to us during the week, either on our social media platforms or through email. We are very happy to answer them during the week. If you didn't get them answered today and we hope you have an amazing week with lots of, lots of questioning going on uh, and great sleep and dreams as a result.
1: As we say in Hebrew, Lilato. Have a good night. <laughs>